0: All right, well, welcome everybody. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, welcome to our professional learning network section for this month. Uh, we're gonna be talking to Lee and Cassie in just a moment. Uh, during the session, um, if you would uh, make sure to keep your camera off and keep your uh, microphone muted, we are gonna have a Q&A session, section at the end of this session. Um, at that point, uh, you can either use the hand icon to raise your hand and we can you know go down the list and you can cue yourself up. Uh, you can also put questions in the chat um, I'll keep an eye on them at that point. If you guys could bump to one slide ahead. Going a little
1: slow this morning. Okay, there we go. That's no, okay.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Um, if you're having any issues uh, getting logged on uh, or anything like that, um, you can contact uh, Andrea Schnibble. She's um, our learning uh, management system administrator. Um, uh, she'll be available for a little bit to help you guys get going. Um, And then as I said, keep your mic muted and your camera off. Um, Once we get to the q&a session, if you get called on if you want to turn your camera on at that point, um, to have a little face to face interaction, that's fine. all right, Uh, this session is going to be recorded. And then afterwards, the recording will be posted. So if you want to refer back to it, if you want to refer it to anybody else, that will be available for you. All right, Lee and Cassie, take it away.
1: All right, thank you all for joining us today. Cassie and I are very excited to be here with you all to share how you can be a brand ambassador through social media. So first, we're going to give you guys quick introductions to ourselves, our team, and then we'll go to the agenda and hop right into it. So like Miles said, my name is Lee Caraway, and I am a digital marketing manager in our marketing department, and Cassie and I work here at the corporate offices in New Braunfels. I went to UT Austin to earn my journalism degree, and my last semester there, I found myself interning with a marketing firm called Salamp. I spent about eight years with that company, learning all the ropes as digital marketing was growing during the early 2000s, and after that, spent some time at Giles Parscale. Both of these places are digital marketing teams. They were website development, things like that, so I had a ton of opportunity to work with some great clients. I worked with some nonprofits like National Park Foundation, online universities like Walden University, high profile political campaigns, and countless small and medium businesses along the way. Ultimately, I found my way back up to Austin to work in-house for a technology company selling SaaS services to banks and credit unions, and I oversaw their marketing team until coming to Rush three years ago.
2: and hi everyone my name is cassie medina i am a marketing coordinator here at rush um, i went to texas state university graduated in 2014 with a degree in mass communications. Um, from there i started my career in e-commerce at d d texas outfitters um, managing the online inventory and um, writing copy i worked really closely with the marketing team there and that's where i became interested in marketing and i uh, moved on to become a marketing assistant and eventually the marketing manager at a vehicle modification group called Cat Fleet Upfitters. Um, And I worked in a lot of different areas of marketing, but by far my favorite was in social media. And um, my favorite thing to do there was to create content for our channels. And that's where I decided that I wanted to focus on social media. Um, I joined Rush in April, 2019, um, and began working on presentations, but in December of last year, I joined the digital advertising team um, to work on social media.
1: Perfect. And in this picture, you'll see Cassie and myself, but also the third person on our digital advertising team, Kevin Gast. And as a group, we are overseeing all the email communications to all of our prospects, our customers, we're handling our social media posting to Facebook, LinkedIn, all of our other channels, as well as the advertising that we're doing in those channels. We handle the digital advertising along with our publication partnerships, such as Transport Topics and Fleet Owner, and we are currently in the process of rolling out marketing automation. It's being implemented directly in our CRM, so we're excited to get that rolled out in the next month or so. And then overall, we do handle the budget planning and strategy execution for all that we just talked about for email, social, and digital, and then ultimately, we handle the reporting and analysis to determine what we should continue doing moving forward.
2: So today we are going to be covering social media, um, and there are opportunities for you to promote your dealership or your department through our national corporate uh, social media channels um, and your dealership Facebook pages by contacting your division's uh, marketing manager or through the marketing resource center um, on RushNet. But today we're going to be focusing specifically on how you as an individual can be a brand. Uh, ambassador for our company with your personal social media profiles. So we're gonna do a little introduction to social media and define some terms for you, um, a brief history of social media, go over our company policy, and then how employees can affect our brands um, and some tools to support you and some tools that media marketing use to monitor our presence online. So, I use the term brand ambassador, and what that means is a person employed by an organization to represent its brand in a positive light. Um, These people help increase awareness, increase sales, and um, they embody the corporate identity primarily through values and ethics. Um, So while a brand ambassador might not be in your job description, um, it is something that is an opportunity to use through the use of social media. And if you consider your actions online today, you're likely already amplifying our brand. And so what is social media? It's a technology that facilitates the sharing of thoughts and ideas uh, through virtual networks and communities. You use it to keep in touch with your family and your friends and your professional network. Um, You can use it to network and find career opportunities. You can share your thoughts and insights through documents, photos, and videos. And you can connect with like-minded people with similar interests all over the globe and um, let's take a look at what that global community on social media looks like there are currently 5.4.5 5 billion social media users globally um, that's actually as of 20, uh, october 2021 and for reference last year there were 7.8 billion people on the planet so more than 55 percent of the world is using social media today in some way Um, And how does that break down in the United States? 233 million social media users in the US in 2021. Um, And around the same time that this report um, came out, the census estimated that there were nearly 322 million Americans. Um, So that means 70% of Americans are using social media in some way. And what does that look like in the future? So, by 2023, there's going to be an estimated 257 million users on social. Um, That's an increase of 25 million users in the two year period since um, the data was last available. Um, So, that is a dramatic increase. Almost everyone you know is um, using social media, even people like Dolly Parton, for instance. A couple of years ago, Dolly Parton launched a viral trend by displaying various um, components of her personality broken down by social platform. Um, So the Dolly Parton Challenge, as it's called, um, just shows a different way that, that people represent themselves online. So you have LinkedIn, which is a little more buttoned up. You have Facebook, something more family friendly, and Instagram, something a little fun or flirtier, and then not included in this presentation is uh, the Tinder version, which we will omit, um, but we can evolve our and brand just the way Dolly did for each platform. Um, so let's take a look back on how these platforms themselves evolved over the years.
1: So here you see the history of social media on a timeline. We're not going to take you through everything, just some of the key highlights here. But as you can see on this timeline, and it was surprising to us, even though this is our day-to-day is social media, that LinkedIn actually beat Facebook to the market by about one year. So in 2003, that's when you get MySpace and LinkedIn rolling out. In 2004, you have Facebook, Yelp. In 2005, YouTube. 2007, Twitter. And then 2011, you've got Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat. Sorry, I missed Instagram in 2010. So those are the big ones that you have probably been using for quite some time and the main ones that we focus on as a business. Um, What is interesting that even though LinkedIn did beat Facebook to the market, they are still dubbed the Facebook for your career. And unlike unlike most of the other social networks, LinkedIn is less recreational and more emphasizing your professional connections and your background. And for those of you who saw the social network with Jesse Eisenberg and Justin Timberlake, you know that FaceMash was the original company that was rolled out at Harvard to rank fellow students on their attractiveness. But this idea grew into the next iteration called The Facebook. Eventually, V was dropped, but it did was actually initially called The Facebook. And as you know, if you have seen that movie or just have been around social media, initially it was only college students that were involved in the program. And eventually it... They started to roll it out beyond Harvard to other Ivy League schools. And then as you'll see in a moment, we're gonna show you the original login screen of how they rolled it out to other campuses. Um, I was really fortunate. This came to University of Texas when I was there my freshman semester. So I have been on Facebook (laughs) since October of 2004. Um, So the memory pop-ups from 18 years ago are interesting. So let's look at what those interface looked like 20 years ago. So this is a screenshot of LinkedIn right after you logged on. This would be your welcome screen. You can see it's very basic, very text heavy. Um, So LinkedIn actually introduced services. They launched in 2003, but it wasn't until 2005 where they actually were allowing businesses to post job listings and start recruiting. There were also no profiles in LinkedIn until 2007 as they were trying to compete more with Facebook. And LinkedIn really does provide a good opportunity for all of us to display our work history and share news of the company and personal changes as our role. As a Microsoft-based company, thought it was important to share with you all, too, that Microsoft, in December of 2016, closed their acquisition of LinkedIn. So that was bringing together the world's leading professional cloud system with Microsoft and the leading professional network with LinkedIn. So now we'll take a peek at Facebook. So like I mentioned, this was the original login screen, the Facebook at the top. And fun little fact, in that top left corner under the binary codes of zeros and ones is a very young Al Pacino. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg's friend was just trying to play around and build a logo, and they found this young photo of him. And so Al Pacino made his way onto the Facebook as the very first face. And as I said, initially, this was just a college forum. In the very center, you'll see people would check back weekly to see if Facebook had rolled out to their schools. Um, And we weren't able to pull an old profile from that far back showing good examples of what it looked like. But even back at, at inception, there was very minor advertising involved in Facebook. And the goal of showing you all this history and these original interfaces is to remind us that social media is constantly evolving. It's always growing and changing significantly, which is why we need to continue to have these conversations that we're having today to ensure that we're all on the same page and know how to represent our brand. So before we hop into how you can help do that, we wanna just take go back real quick and a quick reminder of our HR handbook. Um, and before we hop into that, just noting, it's important to remember that Rush's brand may not be your own personal brand, and that's fine, but we do have to remember that we are trying to represent the company and stay in line with those goals. So Rush as a brand is not political. We are not extreme when it comes to social situations taking a stance. We do wanna be tolerant of everybody's positions and views, but with the emphasis of fairness. This is one of our core values and the rush driving principle and we really want to make sure that we maintain the fairness element so let's revisit our revisit the handbook and we're going to call attention specifically to the social media policy that we all agreed to so in this first section for number three this is reminding us that anything that we are putting online, we need to make sure that we are not harassing anybody, that we are not being discriminatory, that we are not bullying anybody. This is, if these things do happen, they are grounds for people to turn in reports on you. So we'll go on to number four. This is reminding us that whether we are sitting at a Rush dealership, whether we are sitting at home on the couch, whether we're on a Rush computer or on our personal cell phone, regardless of what system you're using or where you're conducting that search or social media post you are on the hook if you are being if you are able to be identified and we'll go into that further in the presentation are you using your real name are you using personal photos things like that but this is just reminding us that regardless When we're engaging in social media, we need to take responsibility for our our actions. And lastly, and potentially most importantly, we can never, never disclose personal details about our coworkers, our clients, and ultimately really wanna make sure that we're never, even unintentionally, disclosing any insider information. And one other piece, at this time, the severity is actually starting to grow beyond the agreement we made with the company. Just last week, we were notified by a state's used vehicle commission that they'll be investigating our dealer advertising as a company as well as employees. They're looking at a few key things. Are we using the license name of a dealership? Are we using company phone numbers versus personal cell phone numbers? And so we anticipate that more states are going to continue to build laws dictating online advertising regulations as the industry continues to move more digitally so why are we using social media for a business and what benefits does it have for us every business has their different goals and ways to measure it but some of the ways that we're measuring our success in social media is it gives us faster and easier communication. When Chase Briscoe run a, won his race in NASCAR a couple weeks ago, Cassie was able to immediately put it out online to our, to our audience and share that information. We didn't have to wait weeks to go through approval, approval processes or anything like that. It's a great way, you'll see later in the presentation too, for reputation management. We get customer feedback real time. We're able to take that in, get feedback fr- back from the dealership, and reply back to that customer real time as well. We've had great success generating leads from Facebook. We're continuing to build our thought leadership. In the next couple of weeks, you'll start to see information. Melinda and Chris, when they were building the All Makes catalog, did a great job of including tech tips. So we wanna include those tips as well moving forward. We know that's important to our audience. So twice a month, we're gonna start sharing those tech tips and start being more of a thought leader in that space. And we're also going to start sharing some of the positive customer feedback within to start sharing their feedback too, but also showing our reach and how well we're doing with our customers. So social media can help us achieve our goals, but it's really important to make sure that we're using each network in ways that help our brand succeed. And one thing before we move off this slide, I wanted to note is this very bottom bullet user-generated content and crowdsourcing. This is something that Cassie and I would really love to do more of, and that comes down to you guys. And so we wanted to highlight this example from CR. He did a wonderful job of recognizing and congratulating two of his employees. And you'll see the Rush logo was perfectly centered in the back, so we didn't have to do any additional branding. But we saw this opportunity to be one that we shared to our entire network as well. So we'll continue to be on the lookout for those opportunities. But what we're trying to see is strong branding, great grammar, no spelling issues, so we can share the work that you're putting into social media to the whole corporate network as well. So employees are the brand. Whether you know it or not, you're representing our brand online each day, which is why we say you are our brand. You all have a big impact on our brand identity you're the best way for us to build authenticity and trust with our audience. You all are defined as internal influencers and 71% of social marketers see employee advocacy as an alternative to actually having to go out and hire an influencer. And because y'all are building authenticity and trust, your social followers are seven times more likely to convert and buy whatever you're pushing, which is really important. because the, the tr- they're trusting your recommendations. And there, a Nielsen study says that 84% of people are going to trust their recommendations from their friends, their family, their colleagues before they're going to trust another type of marketing. So you all have a ton of power. And lastly, something to call out is even though you have personal profiles, somebody who is searching for our business and our business assets might come across this. So you'll see the screenshot on the right. Uh, Cassie and I searched for Rush Enterprises on LinkedIn, and we all got different um, versions of this when we searched, but at least six employees came up on the front page of Google. So it's always important just to know that you could possibly be showing in these search results. So what do we mean by employees are the brand? Your likes, your comments, and your actions are representing the company, your coworkers, and your customer relationships every day. Social and political content can, can become viral in this cancel culture error. So we'll talk about that in the future in a few more slides so we can help you avoid the, that specific type of content and continue to support our brand. So now that you know more about why the social media matters to our team and the value that you're able to bring as a brand investor, let's talk about how you can actually do that. So, like I said, how are we going to represent ourselves online? Your first piece is checking your privacy settings. LinkedIn, I think we all understand that's a very business specific system. You're using your real name, you're using your real image, and you're use, it's your digital resume. So, you're sharing all the details that could identify you as an employee. So, I think LinkedIn is a different. Different network here, so this is more talking about your Facebooks, Twitter, Instagram. Do you have your privacy settings in place? In a few moments, we'll go over how you can actually check to see what somebody would see when they view you publicly. Are you using your real name outside of LinkedIn? If you want to be, the goal of this presentation and as the company is not to say that you can't be yourself online and you can't be having the conversations you want to have. But what we are saying is if you are going to be having those conversations, just to protect yourself and protect the business and make sure that you are taking these precautions. Potentially use a different name on Facebook if you're getting into forums and having some heated conversations. Um, Other consideration, instead of using a personal photo of your face so your clients and customers won't recognize you, maybe use a logo um, from a college you went to or your kid's photo, something like that. The, other, the easiest thing, too, is do you have your employer listed on Facebook? That's an easy one that you can just remove. Something else, we have had people actually get turned into Cassie and I. They weren't even employees, but they happen to be misbehaving online and wearing company apparel. Um, so just things to keep, keep an eye out on uh, to help protect yourself. And ultimately, you really need to consider how you're conducting yourself. We had an instance last year. Um, We had a dealership that was under construction, so there was a contractor team on site who was talking to another contracting team, and they weren't speaking kindly and were using discriminatory language. And unfortunately, one of the groups was filming this situation. And so, even though they weren't doing anything on social media on our premises, this video was filmed and then it more or less went viral for us, um, so we were getting tagged and it was something that we had to deal with. So just always consider where you're at, what you're doing, what you're posting on social media to protect yourself and the company. So let's move on to examples of employees that are sharing our content today and how you can do it too. So the
2: safest way to be a brand ambassador um, from is to share from corporate channels. Um, and I'll show you how to do that. Here, you can see the two screenshots on the right side of the screen. Um, this is an example from LinkedIn and from Facebook, and it's very easy. There's the two share buttons um, for both of those channels, and that's a really good way to, you know, promote our brand um, using content that has been um, gone that has gone through a proofreader, that has gone through legal. Um, it's just a really safe way to do that. Um, you can ensure that our brand is still represented well online, um, and you can really reduce the risk to yourself, but also show, you know, your person, your personality, um, who you are as a salesperson or as a brand ambassador, um, by sharing directly from our channels. Um, on the digital team, a key goal for us is to ensure that our brand is represented well online, um, and so we want to make sure that we're giving you the tools to do that, and. Um, We encourage you to share this content um, and you can add dealership specific details um, and just make sure that you are having a second set of eyes to make sure that there are no spelling mistakes or anything, any grammar mistakes, anything like that. Um, Here's a few examples of people who have shared our um, content from our corporate channels um, without using their own additional comments. Um, you can see here that they just shared it, um, but as a salesperson, you can say, or as someone who's brand ambassador, you can add your own comments. Like if you're in sales, you know, this is who I am. This is what I can provide you. This is the best way to contact to contact me, and then the audience has all of the details of what you are sharing in our post beneath it. Um, so that's just a really safe way to, you know, interact. On social and to promote the brand. And like I said, ultimately this is about reducing the risk to our company, connecting with your audience, your network, um, and the things that you can control in this, um, what you do with your personal with your personal social profiles as well as your privacy settings. Um, and that's why we want to cover the content to avoid. So while it's really safe to share our content. Um, These are some things that you need to steer clear of um, just to really reduce the risk to yourself. Um, Controversial posts, political or religious content, um, social commentary, direct sales pitches, things that are too personal um, and anything negative. So we have an example here that's not from our company, just something we found online, but this is a news story and um, the person commenting beneath it Um, It gets into a bit of a battle in the comments. Um, And so this is an example of something that you don't want to do. This person didn't share the story, but they do have their name and picture in there, as you know, it's connected to their profile and they're getting into a little bit of a debate. So this is something that it can be really easy to get caught up in and the last thing that you want to do is engage in some kind of fight, public fight. Um, there's just like nothing good could come of it. You're not gonna convince this person of anything. You don't know who they are, they don't know who you are. And so this is just another thing that you wanna stay clear of. Um, during the COVID lockdown last year, a documentary came out called The Social Dilemma, it was released on Netflix. Um, And this quote really stuck out. Um, What I want people to know is that everything they're doing online is being watched, is being measured, is being um, tracked. Every action you take is being carefully monitored and recorded. Um, This show focuses on tech tech experts from Silicon Valley sounding the alarm on the impact of social networking and how these networks are using data to influence users. And really the point here is to remind us that what we're doing online is being monitored and more importantly it is being recorded Um, so that's something to be aware of and we're going to take a look at what that looks like on linkedin and facebook
1: perfect so here is a screenshot on the left side if you had gone to my linkedin page there is the activity section so that's just a quick screenshot of that telling you what i've been commenting on if i've been sharing things but if you click in to show all activity, you get the screenshot on the right, and you'll also get to see things I've been liking. So the reason that we wanted to show this all to you guys is a few reasons. One, it's a great way for you to go check yourself and see how am I portraying myself and the company today. It's also a good way I'm on my phone a lot. My toddler is on my phone a lot. I like to go and double check and make sure, did I accidentally like or click something or comment just AC, just some gibberish on some posts. So I like to keep an eye on that. Um, But ultimately, this is less about being a brand ambassador and more about checking in on yourself or checking in on your team. I think this is a really great way as a manager or just as a concerned teammate, if somebody on your team's feeling down, it's kind of been out of it for a while, maybe just go see if they're liking different things on their feed. Are they constantly liking work from home posts? Maybe we need to talk to them about that, things like that. But in a happier light, a good way that I think to use the activity feed as well is when you have two employees that are neck and neck. Maybe you're trying to figure out who should get the promotion or the bonus. This is, and you need to determine what sets one apart from the other. Maybe this is a way you can look at that. Does one of them do a really strong job of using social to spread our content and amplify the brand? So we wanted to share that with you guys. This is LinkedIn. You would go to a person's personal profile and then the activity section is in the center. And then we will now show you guys for Facebook as well. So Cassie built just a little test account so we could show you guys. But same thing, you would go to that, go to your personal account. You'll see those little three dots to the right of the posts and about section. You click that and you'll hit view as. When you hit view as, then you are actually going to be seeing how the public views you. So in the top left corner, you'll see this content on your profile is public. So I would suggest going here, looking at your posts, looking at your about. Those are the main two things. This is the information that you are sharing with anybody in the world who comes to your page. So that's just a a good way for you to double check. Am I sharing employment information with people I don't want to? Um, Am I sharing Some of my posts and pictures with people I don't want to. So we would suggest that when you guys have some time just go double check your LinkedIn activity and take a look at view as on Facebook. So you can see how you're currently representing yourself publicly And ultimately We do want to get attention on social media. It's very important to build our brand, but our goal is not purely about big numbers. It's about the right type of attention from the right type of people. And the best way we can achieve that is by honoring the golden rule. We want to treat others as we would like to be treated. And be kind. Um, The best way I can say it is, depending on your privacy settings, you just have to consider that social media is almost like your company email. If you're putting it out publicly, your boss could read it, your coworkers could read it, and your clients and vendors can read it. So very important piece here, always be kind, double, always give a second thought. If you even think that there's something that you shouldn't be commenting or liking, I've had to go double check. I sat in Allison Teska's office last year and said, oh my gosh, I want to say this thing on LinkedIn. I said, it would feel good for a minute, but you, you won't. You won't feel good after that. So just always, if if there's any question, I'd say err on the side of staying safe. Um, But now we're gonna take a look at how marketing currently monitors our profiles and our online brand.
2: So as a business, we are using several tools to uh, monitor that brand. Um, We use Meltwater, which is a media monitoring tool. Um, You can see it on the top right side of the screen, those two screenshots. We use that to what's being said about rush enterprises and rush truck centers in the market, including sentiment, so positive feeling, um, negative feeling, neutral feeling. Um, And we can also track competitor um, competitors with this tool. Um, We also use Sochi, which has been a partner since September 2020. Um, They support us to read, review, and respond to our Facebook. Uh, Yelp, and Google uh, My Business Reviews. And so those are actual people reading those reviews and responding. Um, and then there's direct messaging within our social channels. Um, all, any direct message that we get through you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything, um, is something that I am reading and working with um, Rush Care, the division marketing managers, Dina LeBlanc and Carol wan on, An, um, and the dealerships to uh, respond and resolve. Um, and so how is our brand, um, online brand measuring up against other transportation um, companies in our industry? We recently received this report from a company called DSMN. They're an employee influencer platform and they monitor LinkedIn to um, track engagement there. Um, the industry employee engagement average was 4.87%, and we were ranked 19 with a 5.96% engagement uh, percent engagement Um, with 2,399 employees sharing our content 146 times um, over a 30 day period. Um, And for reference, we have over 7,000 employees. So we have about a third of our employee base on LinkedIn. Um, So we were up eight spots from September and we we were ranking higher than a lot of big names and competitors, um, even more than some of our OEMs. So that was really um, exciting and interesting to learn. And the reason we bring this up is just to remind you that our employees are our quickest and most trusted way to
1: increase um, our share of voice. All right, so then here are some resources that we used today, the top two are linked so you guys can check back on the HR handbook. And then there's also this RushNet article that existed, The Power of Social Media that you guys can check out. Every, it has every network in there, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and shows you how you're able to share the content from there. So that was everything that we had for you guys today. So we would like to open it up for any questions.
0: Um, if you have questions, uh, like I said earlier, you can raise your hand using the, the reaction button at the top, or if you post it in the chat room, I'll see it there. Um, and I'll try to keep up with those. I do have one question that was emailed to me a couple days ago that I can pass on to you guys. Someone asked about um, getting permission to set up uh, an Instagram page for a specific RTC. Um, Can you give some guidance on how they might go about doing that?
1: Yeah, sure. So for our dealership-specific pages, we really only have those set up for Facebook, um, but if somebody does want to talk to us and ask about a different network, I would suggest that they talk to their marketing manager, whether that be Dina or Carol, depending on which dealership they're at. Um, but like I said, currently today, we do have Facebook pages set up for all of our dealerships, including the acquisitions from the fall. Um, we've got summit pages all moved over to so y'all are welcome to go check out those Facebook pages for the dealership. And if you do need content, pushed through there. Same thing, you can work with Dean and Carol. They'll work with Cassie and I to get everything put together and shared. But if you have a question about another network, please reach out to us.
0: Great, thanks. Um, I had a couple of uh, follow up questions from a couple of things you guys said. Um, one thing you mentioned at one point was uh, in the policy, uh, you know, being careful about sharing insider information. Um, can you give some examples for like just a normal employee who's not, you know, privy to high level, you know, Wall Street, <laughs> Wall Street movings and, and shakings? What might that look like? What might what might be something that you would need to be careful about sharing?
1: Uh, I think a uh... Good bulk of it comes down to financial details, um, so let's keep those private. Um, I, I honestly don't have a good example off the top of my head, Cassie, do you? I would say this isn't a real life example, but
2: um, you know, if you've heard like, back when Summit was being a part, if for some reason someone heard about that and they shared something about it, you know, that's something that's best left to be shared from corporate um, it's not really something that we should be sharing or commenting on even, you know, maybe you don't even know if it's true. It's maybe at that point, it's just a rumor. It's not anything solid yet. So it's just safest to um, err on the side of caution and, you know, not share those sorts of things publicly. Okay, great. If I can just jump in, uh, I'll jump in, Miles. I think Cassie hit it right. This is Karen. Okay. So I think anything,
0: you know, if you sometimes we were required to do pre-work on things that are confidential. So generally, you know when a project is confidential and that would be considered insider information. Legal can probably have a better definition. But anything that you know that has not been announced publicly, an acquisition would be a perfect example. Sometimes we're required to set things up prior to a press release going out or some some official announcement. Uh, Financial information is another good example. So, But I would say anything that you know and your supervisor will tell you. Is something confidential, right? If it's confidential, it's not to be shared. All right, perfect. Thanks. Um, if someone has concerns about something that that they've seen posted um, that might implicate the company or not reflect in, in, in a good light, um, what would be a what would, what would be a channel to go through to to express that concern? Well, who would be the right person to go to?
1: You, there's always ethics and compliance that you can go to for that to start that conversation. That's probably your best bet. Um, The way that Cassie and I are alerted to some of these things, some people pass them through the corporate channels. So sometimes we get corporate Facebook messages with screenshots like, hey, I saw this, can you please look at it? And then from there, Cassie and I are rolling it up through Karen, Derek Weaver, through legal when we need to. Um, So I think internally, ethics and compliance is your best path to share that information with. Um, But if you want to share it through back end with messenger in facebook or instagram you can do that as well
0: okay great um, one other the other question that i had is if if let's say there's there's a manager out there who's experiences most social media is having posted a picture of their cat a couple of times and their, their team's experience with social media is having posted a picture of their cat a couple of times, and they're wanting to increase their digital footprint in this way and really leverage this to get some advertising out, get some name recognition out. For people with, that really are not not familiar with these platforms, what might that sound like to try to coach your team on like first steps to, to get into this space?
1: Sure, um, I would say first steps really, if you don't have a profile, let's start there. Get your profile going get a professional photo of yourself. On LinkedIn, make sure that you do have Rush Enterprises as your employer, have your current details. I think that's a huge opportunity because when Cassie and I are announcing new employees or employee changes and promotions, we do want to share that, hey, go check out their LinkedIn, see their background, see how long they've been with the company, things like that. So it's really a good opportunity as an employee to kind of tell everybody about yourself, shake, be your own cheerleader. Um, so I would say start there, get your profiles built out with your personal information. The best way to start is adding your colleagues on LinkedIn. And so you can start expanding your reach, friends and family if you're on Facebook, things like that. Um, and then like we just talked about, slowly start sharing a post, maybe one a week, just to see, start expanding your reach and seeing if you're getting new followers. Um, but I think that's the best is to start your profile, share your colleagues, your friends, if you can, and then begin sharing corporate content.
0: Okay, great, thanks. Um, uh, I guess I'll put out a last call for questions. I haven't seen anything come through yet, um, but uh, as we wrap up, I'll say um, that this this recording will be available. Um, I'm gonna, in just a second, put a link to a survey in the chat. That'll also go out in the follow-up email, but I really appreciate it if you guys could um, uh could fill that out we really do look at those and and that helps us plan future content and, and make sure the program is useful to you guys so in the chat right now is the link to the survey um, uh, any uh, any final thoughts you want to leave everybody with
1: always think twice and <laughs> do your best to support the company um i think this is a really great opportunity for all for all you guys and anyone in the field to share what's happening at Rush, share our campaigns that we're promoting, and it ultimately will really benefit you in the end too. Like we touched on, get yourself more sales. You've got a seven seven times more chance on closing that deal. So take advantage of it. Awesome. Um, i If you haven't already like our oh. campaign, <laughs> 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 yeah. please like our corporate channels. <laughs>
0: Um, I did just see a a question come through on the chat. Um Judith has asked, what if someone has their own personal brand with an audience, how could we share with them?
1: I think you can still share our corporate content. Um, everything is still approved, so i I don't see why you couldn't still share our the corporate channel, but to your personal page. If that if you think that's the right audience and they're at, and they'd be interested in what you're sharing even even a stronger opportunity. Yeah.
0: So if you've got a Twitter and you've got, I don't know, 1,500 followers or something, you could just share through that. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: All
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you very much, guys. This is very informative. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you all very much.